Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. You heard the voice. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side. And Evan, I think I can officially answer the question now. Michigan State. Well, we might as well cue the boys to men music because it's going to be so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. yesterday. The streak is done. It's going to be over. Now, they, they last night, these guys, those announcers tried to do everything they can to say, well, you know, all their games are ahead of them. They are. They got win. If they, if they ran the table, they'd be in. But other than Maryland on the road, which is a serious maybe, I'd put them at 40% to win that thing. Everybody else you got, it's probably not going to happen. They're like the Orioles and Fangraphs. Did you see that? They said the Orioles have 0% chance yes. to make the playoffs. That's yeah. Michigan State in my eyes right yeah. now to make the, the NCAA tournament. And there's no way they're running the table in the Big Ten tournament. Here's where you need Izzo to just kind of bite the bullet and say, okay, we're not going to make it. Change the strategy. Change the plans. We're going to go ahead and we're going we're gonna to play younger guys. We're going to do a lot of different things. He's never going to do that because that means you're giving up on the season, and he, I don't think by nature he can do that. He's going to take this ship down. He's the captain of the ship. He's going to go all the way down with that ship. Oh, he's playing the violin. Yeah, he, yeah he's going to play the violin. He, he's going to be the guy out there just sitting there taking a, a cigarette drag right at the edge just saying, ah, so this is how it ends, huh? Yeah, that's going to be his. <laughs> I was just thinking of him taking that cigarette drag. But, I mean, he's never, he hasn't been in this position. Right? No, he hasn't. Um, so what do you what do you do? I and it it's he, he has started to play the younger guys a little he bit has, more. You saw but, Maddie play good right, minutes but in here's, the first here, half. Here's the thing: it comes to the point now where you see what happened when you play marble a little bit more. You got to build confidence for next year, and you let them go. You got to have these guys and let them make their mistakes. When they make a mistake, you can't pull them off the court. You got to let them work through it. You got to let them. AJ Hogart, you're it. You, you're Sink or swim, and, and my God, you're like Eric Snow when it comes to the free throws. You you can't hit them. I don't know what it is. A point guard who can't hit free throws is a liability. That was Eric Snow. Eric Snow made up for it because he was a lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. So 
it balanced out. It was kind of like how Travis Walton couldn't score, but you couldn't score on Travis Walton. A.J. Hogart, you can't hit free throws. They're going to foul you. Ball's going to be in your hands. That's problematic. Guess what you're doing over the offseason? You're shooting nothing but jumpers and free throws. I don't need to see you doing any M1 mixtape smooths, jumpers, free throws. That's it for you. And I thought he did a nice job yesterday controlling the game in the first half. And he took it to the rack. I, I have no problem when a guard takes it to the hoop, right? right? Because you're most of the times you're either going to get fouled or you're going to make it. Didn't work out. But he, he did well in the first half. But, man, does he also struggle on the, on the defensive side. Yeah. One-on-one, those guys can get to the rim, too, pretty easily. And there was times in the game against Purdue yesterday that it was just the Olay. Like, one step right. and they're gone. So you're going to be playing up against some top teams, some ranked teams. You guys are going to learn. Sink or swim, I'm throwing you into the deep end of the pool. There's certain guys I don't need to see play because you're not going to help us. And, you know, it's one of those that, hey, you got to ask yourself who's coming back next year and who's not. And this may be one where, let's face it, I don't think that Henry or Lankford can improve their stock. I don't think that neither has draft stock at all. So are you guys going to come back? I, I don't know. It's the It team. could also make a healthy living overseas, too. Right, especially Langford. Like, Josh, do you really want to do a six-year? And overseas is like the perfect game for Josh Langford. It's a it's a spaced game where you can really excel shooting the ball, oh. and that's his. It's, and what what's going on with him when he does take it to the rim? It's almost like he tries to get the contact expecting a foul, and he never gets the foul. And throws up junk shots. And I don't know if that's a mental mindset where he's like, I'm not intimidated. No, you know what it is? is It's everybody on this team is trying to do their job and a little bit of the point guard. Okay. So everybody's trying everybody's trying to do their job and be a little Cassius. So when you look at people, you're like, yeah, that's what Cassius used to do. Because there is no Cassius. There is no point guard. It's a big hole out there. I've, I've actually said that I think that as bad as, you know, guys are out there playing, as bad as Joey Hauser was at the end of the game last night, Joey Hauser shouldn't be on the court at the end of the game because Joey Hauser's trying to do too much and he just gets silly turnovers. I mean, just even even the one where they toss him the ball to shoot the three and he lets it fall out of his hand. He just fumbles it because he's, he's looking at the rim. He's trying to do too much because everybody's trying to play a role of a point guard, trying to play the role of a hero. Everybody's out there trying to hit that seven-point shot. And newsflash, there is no such thing as a seven-point shot. They're trying to do too much. But if you put a point guard on this team, I think that you would see a better Aaron Hearing, a better Rocket Watts, a better Joey Hauser. See a better Gabe Brown, too. Because they could play their job. They don't have one. That's it, you know, that's that's an Izzo thing. He, you know, I I've gone over this before. Some recruiting misses, didn't go after guys, and yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna talk to Christ to some people. He had foster lawyer. Foster committed as a sophomore. You don't pull scholarships from kids that commit. It makes you a dick coach, plain and simple. So he thought Foster was going to grow. Everybody in his family grew, except for his mom. Foster took after his mom. Foster didn't grow. What are you going to do about that? I think he put a lot of stock into Rocket Watts being able to play the point this year, too. I think he put a lot of stock that he could make Rocket Watts a point guard, similar to what he did with Chris Allen, with Travis Trice, with... Keith Appling, these guys weren't point guards, but he made them, and they became kind of 
de facto point guards. And that's just never going to be Rocket. Rocket couldn't do that because Rocket, poor kid, was so confused. I want to score, but I need to pass. And that's and I think a mindset for a scorer should be to score first. Yeah. And in this offense with Michigan State, that's not the option. It, it's not when you can't you can't control the man in front of you. Cassius could control the person in right. front of him. He could make them do what he wanted them to do. Right. Where Rocket, he's going side to side so much and trying to shake you and get you to fall from across. And it's just not happening in the Big Ten. Now you need Rocket to go back to how he was last year when he was a uh, he was like a Sean Resper. He was coming off screens. He was a Brent Ford yep. coming off screens. That's his game. So this year was a major setback for him because he shouldn't have been playing point guard. He wanted it. Now it's not like Tom said you're going to do this. Rocket wanted to do it, but I think he realized uh, I should have stayed in my lane. Well, and I think Cassius makes it look easy. Cassius made it look real easy, and. We found out now how valuable he is. But that was a a two-and-a-half-year job for Cassius. You know, he didn't come right in and do it. He really developed into just a stud of a basketball player. Oh, my God. And, Evan, the one that really gets me is, and and this kid was willing to be a a preferred walk-on if he had to because his old man had a little bit of money because he played in the NBA and he played overseas, was Dwayne Washington, the point guard for Ohio State. was at every state game. Him and his old man got to know his old man. Is like, that number 13 on Ohio State? I don't know if he's 13. He's the point guard. Yes. He, legit. I mean, he could yes. just flat out play. Ohio State got him because nobody else was offering him. He had, like, I want to say Mac offers or things like that. And I feel like he, that happens with a lot of Ohio kids and a lot of Michigan kids that they get overlooked. I mean, look at Trey Burke as a prime example of that. To be in Columbus and Ohio State doesn't even see him and Goes to Michigan and becomes the player of the year. Yeah. It just seems wrong to me. Like no, you Washington. Need to know. No, he's four. Four. Okay. He's four. That's it. <clears throat> he's four. Um, but yeah, he he. You're right. Late bloomers. Late bloomers happen all the time. So it's always funny because you're like, well, how come we couldn't get this kid? Want to know why? Like Travion Williams last night. How come State couldn't get Travion Williams? Fans would have lost it because you know what that meant. That meant that you didn't lock up either four or five-star Marcus Bingham, and you took three-star Travion Williams. Oh, and also... Fans would have lost their stuff. And he was Derek Nix and Nick Ward in high school. He was an overweight kid. Right. He lost a lot of weight and developed his game. But people, you're right. They Oh, you got another Derek Nix. Yeah. No, no. If you, because fans... Look, I mean, everybody lost it when uh, Enoch Boache... The 2022 kid, well, he's a five-star kid, and he's gone, and Izzo's lost, and he can't recruit anymore, and he, the season's over, and the program is done. It's like, guys, here's the one thing I've learned. First of all, one, no program has ever shut down because they missed out on a kid. Case in point, go look at Ann Arbor. They lost not one, two five-stars last before the season started. One kid went to the G League. One kid, Josh Christopher, goes to Arizona State to play with his brother. Juwan, big blow, dusted himself off, one of the top teams in the nation. Well, and he turned those into two amazing transfers. I mean, I don't know if, if Mike Smith is there. I don't know if Shondi Brown is there right. to get those two kids. So well, I always love it when fans tell me that the program is done and Michigan fans did it and now state fans, oh, this is it and is. Izzo should be fired. Izzo should step down. The game has passed him by. Okay, 
here's what I have to say about that. You're idiots. I, I can't help you. This, this man, the game didn't pass him by because the same offense that he ran for the last three years when he, you know, he won the Big Ten title, when he won a Big Ten tournament, when he defeated the super team of Duke, went to a Final Four, same stuff. Well, you're living in the past. You mean less than 365 days ago? And, you know, if, you, if you're talking about five years ago, I can give you you're living in the past. Hasn't been a year. We, well, and let's be honest, Michigan State's team last year was one of the favorites to win the tournament, right. if there was a tournament. This is a bad team. You can't make excuses about it. This is a team full filled with role players trying to do star players' job. This is a team that probably nobody's going to make any all-Big Ten list, even honorable mention. That's what this is. It's bad recruiting misses. It's lack of development of players. It's taking guys and they didn't turn out to be who you thought they were going to be. It's, yeah, when, when you look at this, there's certain guys getting time that shouldn't be getting as much time as they do. That they do. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, well, look at Foster, or look at Thomas Kithier, the Clarkston boys. Why, well, we're never going to take anybody from Clarkston again. Once again, you're proving to me you don't know what you're doing. Last night, Thomas Kithier goes into the game. They sacrificed offense for defense. He was the best one who could guard Travion, until like at the end where he gave up some bad uh, play to Travion and Travion scores. But we're asking a lot of these guys that we shouldn't be asking. A lot of these guys should be eight to ten minute players in the game. You shouldn't have a roster filled with them. Now the the question they're going to have to do is what do you do next year? They got three guys coming in. And Spartan fans be happy because three of those guys, of the three, all three can handle the rock. You know, there's there's Jaden Akins. He's going to be the point guard. But Pierre Brooks and Max Christie are both combo guards who can handle the rock. And, you know, I've seen what Pierre Brooks can do. Because of COVID, I really haven't seen what Max Christie can do. But from what they say, there's like he's got a better handle than Pierre Brooks. So you won't have to worry about this, oh, my God, who's going to handle the rock? Because you'll have three people who who will be able to do this. You'll have, between Brooks and Christie, their their job, their old-school MSU player, they, they're going to drive to the lane. You know, you're going to see some Gary Harris. You're going to see some Darrell Summers. You're going to see that type of player back at Michigan State, somebody, you know, who can help free up the court the way Rocket did last year. When everybody was all spaced out and Rocket would say, okay, I see a lane. I'm going in there. You got those types of guys coming in here. Now, what's going to happen with Imani Bates? I still don't know. Don't know if he's going to uh, move in or not. But if you're MSU, you got to figure out what what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who sticks around? Who stays? Because everybody gets this year back. I don't think you want this entire team back. I don't think <laughs> you, you, you don't. Some of these guys, you're going to have to make the hard decision and say, hey, you may need to take your chances. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Henry. I don't know what's going to happen with Langford. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these guys. But it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. This is where, you know, I'm playing marble. I'm playing Maddie Sissoko at the big man spot. Bingham, Bingham is a guy that in certain games he's going to look good. In certain games he's not going to look good. And when he doesn't look good. You, he looks bad. You, you, you get three minutes like you did yep. last night. But that's on you. You're not going to get any bigger, okay? Genetics says you burn through calories more than we can feed you calories. So if you can't get bigger, do something else. Get stronger. Learn some low-post moves. I'm tired of seeing him and Kithier getting their shot blocked at the rim. Hmm. My God, guys, seriously, you're too tall to let some, 
you know, small forward just come in here or shooting guard and bully you around. You know, have some pride. Step up and be that guy. A lot of these guys are going to have to do some soul searching in this offseason to figure out what they're going to do. Is this thing over? No, it's not over. I think this is this is just this is a bad season. This is a perfect storm. This was I mean, you name it. I mean, Izzo trying to make stuff happen and he overcoaches. Oh yeah. He overcoaches because I guess he feels like I, I gotta become this guru. I gotta channel the spirit of John Wooden to get this thing going. And it's a lot of times you're like, Tom, we're, we're, put 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 Marble back in the game. He's he's killing it. Put put Maddie Sissoko in the game. He's He's killing it right now. Or the last time they played Purdue, put put Bingham back in the game because he was he was doing something. And it's like he's just so busy trying to come up with a formula. It's like, Tom, it's right there in front of you. You're all overthinking everything. This is a t- it's like a video game. You would just turn this game off and say, I, I'm not finishing this out. We suck. We're going to move on. But you got to play. You got to finish out the roster. You're going to play the games. You're going to see what happens. It's not going to be good, but for anybody who's sitting there saying, oh, the woe is me, especially because you lost a 2022 recruit, you rather this guy decommit now, gives you time to move on. As I said, The other thing about that, I'm sorry, I got distracted, but one, no program's ever shut down because they lost a commit. Two, a lot of times your program gets better through the guys you didn't get. Once again, look at Michigan. Once again, Look at Michigan State in past years. Oh, I remember Brian Bowen. We couldn't get Brian Bowen? That's Jason Richardson's nephew. How did we not get Brian Bowen? Good thing they didn't. Well, yeah, Brian Bowen happened to drag the entire NCAA to court. So sometimes you do win by losing. Uh, it was uh, uh, Cliff Alexander, five-star guy. He's been Michigan State's been in the lead for him all this time. He goes to Kansas, and Kansas kicks him out because Kansas got their hands dirty, got caught, and said, okay, we'll kick him out of school. Don't bring our program down. Not every recruit you miss on is a bad thing. Not every recruit you don't get is a detriment to your program because a lot of times, hey, I've only seen one recruit that states missed out on that probably they missed, and they it would have helped the team. That's still going to be Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker on that team with Gary Harris and Adrian Payne, they win a title that year. That's the only one, Evan. Other than that, I've seen guys come, I've seen guys go, and program kept going on. And that's whatever sport. It's like fans get so caught up in, oh, but this guy's a five-star, he's a four-star. What are we doing? And We can't close. We can't. Rarely do I see a program shut down. Rarely do I see a guy go someplace else and you're like, well, that, that was it for us because the guys that would have helped out state were not guys who were highly ranked. I said Dwayne Washington Jr. could have helped state out right now. Uh, 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 Trice, uh, Travis Trice's brother, I forgot his name, but playing from Wisconsin, that could have helped out Michigan State right now. You know, you know, Travion Williams, not highly ranked, overweight. That He could have helped out state right now. So the guys that could help – that you get all like, well, what's wrong with this team? You wouldn't have accepted. If Izzo comes in right now and says, well, we replace Enoch Buwache with this three-star kid from Indiana, wow, how desperate is Michigan State? And then the kid goes on and he blows up and he becomes like the next Xavier Tillman. Or Draymond Green or, or whoever. It, 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 it always be. amazes me how fans quickly forget. But somebody had to remind me on the show that fan is equal to fanatic, which means you really – 
there's no rationale to your illogical thoughts. Well, and college basketball is different now. This year made it different because of the G League. So your four-star is going to become your new five-star, in my opinion. Right. To get a five-star that is the elite of elite of high school basketball players to say, no, 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 don't worry about that six-figure check that you can get from the G League. Right here, right now, no, come come to school and we'll yeah. get you. We'll we'll build you up and we'll make you better for see, the NBA. Here's the thing I about think that's that, going to be a tough sell. Yeah, but the G League's only going to take a, like the top five. They're not going to sure. The but how many five, five stars are there? 10. ten to fifteen. And basketball is twenty five. Is there okay? Yeah, but the top the top ten are normally NBA guys. The other ones are really high four stars that and, probably and they gonna dominate the competition. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you. Look at Duke. Jalen Johnson quit on his team. Said, you know what? I'm injured, foot injury. I'm going to leave Duke that has a top medical facility to go rehab myself. Nothing about that excuse made sense. I've, I know you've talked about stars like a lot. And When I was a freshman in high school, our varsity team played Clarkston. And on that Clarkston team was Dane Fife, who was going to be Mr. Basketball. So all you heard was this hype. And then you get to the game... And I'm like, okay, he's nice. I get it. But I liked another kid on his team. It was Duncan, slapping the backboard. He ripped the bottom off of it. And I was like, that's the kid I would want on my team. Now, Dane Fife having himself a very, very good high school career. But that's what I say about competition. Right. Like, Clarkston, they play upper talent in the state of Michigan. But let's be honest, if you're not playing in the PSL or even out in Grand Rapids or something like that, you're not playing the top competition. No. So when I talk about a Macomb County 5, I talk about a six foot five guy who in college should be playing a 2 or a 3. Right. But here's the thing. Once again, those guys, I mean, <clears throat> Kithier should be should have been playing like Maddie Sissoko minutes. Yeah, he should play. Like last year is a prime example of what he should be playing. Yeah. Come in, hustle for four or five minutes, right. and thank you so much. Get a couple <laughs> it, easy buckets, offensive rebounds. It's, yeah, it's what Tillman did for Nick Ward. Tillman came off the bench, filled in for Nick Ward. Nick, catch your breath, drink some Gatorade. Okay, Nick, you're back in the game. Tillman, you know, he didn't let the boat sink. Kithier was, t- hey, Tillman's out there. Kithier going out, out there to get him a rest. Kithier never made that transition to be, okay, now it's his turn. He's just a, a you know, professional backup right now. And that's nobody's, that's not his fault because every team in college basketball has those players. Right. Even in the NBA, you have those guys. Right. Some guys are meant to give spurts. You know, that's why there's the six-man-of-the-year award. Right. Because you need that guy off your bench to come in and play like this one of the five that had their names announced before the game. Yeah. Now, I think for Izzo, you got to figure out what you're going to do with Joey Hauser. It's, it's, Joey's in his head right now. Joey, Rocket's sick, but Joey Hauser and Rocket Watts, they, they're their own worst enemies right now. They can't get out of their own way because both are trying to do way too much and they're trying to be the saviors of the team, and every time they try to do this, I mean, you saw it last night against Purdue. Michigan State would come back and take the lead, and then they would two bad turnovers. Poof, just do something like stupid. Like that. They, they can't, they, 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 they don't have that stabilizing force. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to wait to see what happens with this. you got to hope that this whole COVID thing is over, that they can go and train. They're a team that we found out they they need that summer. They need that practice. They need those money ball games. They need the extra things because just doing it on their own, 
Didn't happen. Didn't get done. And I, I never think being humbled is a bad thing, ever, especially when you have that much success for 22 straight years. And I always say, you know, going to the tournament, when Michigan State's been rolling, I always want them to lose one game, if it's in the tournament or at the end of the year, to be humbled, to say, okay, we're not invincible. We can be beat. Right. And now they're seeing it like, I, I think they go into the game. There are a bunch of streaky players, right? Gabe Brown, streaky, super right. streaky. Rocket, super streaky. And they're just not hitting a streak at all. And it seems like when they do, you know, like Hauser hit two threes in a row. A timeout happened, cooled them off. Mm-hmm. That was that. And and that's where they just need to get over the yeah. hump. And you're so right. It's all within a guard. They, they, they don't have a... They don't have the confidence anymore. You can see it in their look. Well, as soon as they go down, it's like, here we go again. Yeah, once they lose, like last night would have been a good confidence booster to show that, you know what, you can overcome adversity and you can win. They played Purdue twice, two close games. They couldn't win. Um, I don't see what they're going to do against the other guys who are out there trying to catch Michigan. Yeah, Indiana's not going to be a cakewalk on Saturday, that's for sure. Yeah, the... Yeah, Indiana's not, and it's, it's just one of those. I I have no idea what this, these guys are going to do, man. But I, I do think that if you're Izzo, you're not going to wave the white flag, but maybe you should because I, I don't think that this team is going to – this team's not going to get any better. Uh, they're – I don't I don't. You are that. what you are at this point in the yeah. season. It's very seldom that you see a Kemba Walker UConn team just rip it off at the end and figure it all out. And I don't think they have a Kemba Walker on their team no. that can control it. No. So this this is they're kind of stuck. It's kind of bad. So we'll have to see. The other thing, man, before we leave, I, I'm still waiting to see when is Michigan going to set up their makeup games. I mean, as of, as of now, when we're recording this, they got a bunch of games that they got to make up. They got five games. And nothing. I mean, I've heard Ward Manuel's extension, but that's it. And here's the bad part. You had time this week. You could have played Tuesday night. You could have played t- tonight. Like you, you got free time. Yeah. And you're, and it's almost like they're sitting in the corner saying, okay, no one's saying anything, and maybe they'll forget we got to make these games up. And I wonder if it's a double-edged sword because – Yes, you want to play the games because you want to play the best competition, so you are the best when you, you get do. to tournament time. You so do. you want to play the Illinois, the the Iowas. You want to play these teams. Ohio State, you want to play them twice. But then it also kind of goes back to what we have talked about in the past to where not playing them might benefit them too because they don't get hurt or somebody doesn't catch a virus from traveling. And and that's where I'm I'm like – but yeah, here. But, but you want to play the best competition because if you ask me, and you can call me a hater or whatever you want, they haven't played the top competition in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is a good team, and that win was so impressive over the weekend. But they're not one of the top three teams in the Big Ten, not named Michigan. Mm-hmm. And don't you want to see what you have against Illinois, who has guards that can go at any given time, and they also have a low post presence. Same with Iowa. You want to see that. You want to see Dickinson up against another seven-footer that can put it on the floor, create his own shot, and also have guards out there that can light you up at any given moment. So you can't double, and you have to play it one-on-one. And so that's what I would want to see as a Michigan fan. But at the same time, do they they ease into the Big Ten title by not playing them? They are. And if I'm one of those other teams, it's almost like not fair. Like, okay, 
they blew off games against us. It, it's not like you had Michigan State. You know, you, you still got an Illinois game out there that could be a difference maker. They play. I think they play Illinois, Iowa, and Ohio State at the end of the year, and those are going to be three tough games. But imagine if you had those already played, and then that's your second time playing them throughout the year, which is a different game. The second time you play a no, team. Illinois is a, was a postponed game. Okay, so they don't have them at all now? Right. So of all the games, okay, if you tell me you're going to postpone the Michigan State game, great. So be it. No, no big deal. Northwestern game, So fine. be it. They, no, they're not going to make a run. Penn State, fine. I, I, I'll even give you Indiana, though. Indiana probably needs that game. I think you should make up the Indiana and the Illinois game. And if you're Michigan, you want the competition. Indiana's just good enough. You'll win it, but they'll give you they'll they'll push you. And I don't think Jawan would be a guy that wouldn't want competition. Right. Playing in the league as long as he did and playing at the elite level that he did and being the guy that he is, I don't think he would want to miss that, but I don't also don't think that would be his decision. Oh, so that's a that's a I just got a fat new contract extension decision, Ward Manual. So as he's out looking for uh, whoever wrecked Jeff Jackson's that car, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. On uh, that. Somebody, right? right? What, what, what you got for me today, man? You know what? I don't even have a question because I'm so down and out. And usually, I want to do it with Michigan State. And you know what? It, it did just come back to me. Do you think fans, which fanatics, which your co-host told you in Kentucky? In Duke, in like Kansas, are they sitting there saying the same thing right now? Yes, as a matter of fact, they are. I was having this conversation That's so crazy the other day. How you can doubt Coach K or Calipari with what they've done? The thing is, Calipari, the time has passed him by. And that's, that's always the thing. Time has passed him by. You haven't won a title since 2012, and what are we doing here? You get all this talent, but we're not winning. I, sometimes I wish these coaches would just walk away like Beeline and say, you know what, screw it. Yeah. You guys don't want me here? I'm See out. You. I don't need this. I got enough money. Good luck. Good luck. So, yeah, I, Duke I haven't heard from, but, yeah, I've heard that for Kentucky and Calipari, he's on somewhat of a fan hot seat because that's sports in the state of Kentucky. They don't think about it. They don't have, they don't a pro, have pro teams. teams. Yeah, that's so it. So Kentucky basketball – is the Detroit Lions to them. So everybody talks. Every day on their sports talk radio talks Kentucky basketball. And my God, I'm sure he's getting ripped left and right this year. <laughs> I could, I just couldn't imagine. But uh, like you said, that's the world we live in. And, and But I've been hearing about this from about Tom Izzo for the last 10 to 15 years. Game has passed him by. Well, the funny thing is no one gives him credit when he wins. It's, oh, well, you know, but he, he didn't win the title. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's very hard. To win the national title, it requires a little bit of luck. Yeah. And the people are like, no, it's not. Look at all No, no, no. If you look at the past champions, I can point to you to that lucky thing, that lucky break, that something happened. Virginia won the last title. Virginia caught a break in their semifinal game. Game was over, and the referees called a foul with no time left put the Virginia guy on the free throw line and they won. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You don't that's not luck. Referees don't make that call. You catch a break. And the game before that, when they played Purdue and the ball just did some funky things, Purdue had a lead. 
guy misses a free throw to let the shot, the clock run out, and somehow it wove and went all the way to the other side of the court. Virginia guy hits a three, and they go to overtime. So it happens. I mean, Villanova. Villanova went up against the statistical anomaly that was Michigan that year. Michigan and the teams that they played, I, re- I remember it was like a one in over a million shot that they would get those teams. They played nothing but the low seeds, all won yeah, their game. Sister Jean and. Right, down to, you know, Loyola Chicago. Like every team that they were supposed to play lost. It was a statistical anomaly. Well, and think about the shot that Jordan Poole had to hit against Houston to put right. him there. Right. That was the only that, team. that I hate to say it, but it's luck right. hitting that shot at the end so, of the game. And then Villanova gets Michigan, who shouldn't have been in that game. No. And you clearly saw. DiVincenzo was like, okay, this is who we got. Roll. All right, we got it. So everybody gets a little bit. Villanova's other title. The, the North Carolina guy hits a shot with what? Two seconds to go. It looks like Carolina's won. And then they inbounds the ball, and the guy hits a half-court shot, banks it in. Or no, it was nothing but he hits a half-court yeah, shot. It, it was unbelievable. It was, you know, that truly was one of those one-shining-moment Disney movie shots. It requires a little bit of luck. MSU's title. Kenyon Martin breaks his leg right before the tournament starts. Cincinnati was the number one team in the Midwest. And they were the most exciting team. Like Kenyon Martin in college. Yeah. He was Zion before Zion. Yeah. So he breaks his leg. Michigan State, well, you get the can you get the Cincinnati spot. You get to play games at the Palace. And the next thing you know, Michigan State wins a national title. So to win a national title, you gotta catch a break. You, you just do. And it's it's a difficult thing to do. Michigan State had bad luck. One of Duke's titles was Duke's two titles had bad luck. Uh, the undefeated Kentucky team with Carl Anthony Towns loses to Wisconsin. No one saw that coming in the Final Four. Nobody. And then Duke's like, oh, we got Wisconsin? Cool. Duke, when they beat Butler, should have been Michigan State. That was Izzo's second title right there. Draymond Green gets fouled. How do I know this? It's not me being a whiny Spartan. The Butler guy comes into the press conference saying, wow, I fouled Draymond and the refs didn't call it. I wasn't going to let Draymond get a clean shot. He admitted it right there. Well, and then look how lucky Duke was that that Hayward shot doesn't right. fall. That, that, that Michigan State, would that was a bad Duke team that won a title. Yeah, somebody they opens the door, that, title. that shot falls for Hayward. It requires a little bit of luck to win a title. So, yeah, I don't know how I got here, but. Because I asked about the criticism of oh, other good yeah. coaches across so, the yeah, country. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of luck. So, yeah, when you sit there and <clears throat> ask Michigan fans about complaining about Lloyd Carr, ask Tennessee football fans about Phil Fulmer. <laughs> sometimes you Lions get Lions fans ask. about Jim Caldwell. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> Lions fans, sometimes you get what you ask for. You, you go into the wilderness, and there is no guarantee you ever come out. It's not always greener on the other side, that's for sure. So. All right, for Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. We'll be back next week. Hopefully I can pick up Evan's spirit. Hey, who knows? Maybe Michigan State pulls off an upset. Mm. We'll see. Thanks for joining us. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs, and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. 
Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 8 8-358-8006-6 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.